Hi, everyone. Welcome to Money Mochas, a series of short and sweet money teachings to empower your relationship with money. Powerfully potent, these lessons are easily digestible, bite-sized morsels of financial wisdom that pair perfectly with your favorite morning coffee and go down just as easily. I am Barry Tesler, a financial therapist, author, and creator of The Art of Money, my year-long money school and global community that I'm honored to lead with love, encouragement, and more than a little dark chocolate. What you're about to hear is a delicious sample of the practical financial tools and personal support you'll find in my flagship program, The Art of Money. The Art of Money offers a comprehensive framework with a nurturing body-based approach to guide and inspire you along your money healing journey. You can dive deeper at barrytesler.com. So wherever you are in your relationship with money, the simple tools shared in today's Money Mocha have the power to create dramatic change. So grab your morning cup, relax, and sip along as you enjoy this Money Mocha. So if from your words, from your experience, how do you define knowing what your numbers are, you know, having a bookkeeping system in place, tracking it yourself, someone else tracking it, mm -hmm. um, and budgeting and cash flow? Like what, a, what are the difference, differences and what do each of those actually mean? Yeah, that is a great question and a great place to start. So in our work, we look at knowing your numbers as knowing what your core most important numbers are that you are the bills that you have to pay every single month right and then what are the bills that you would like to be able to pay every single month working from a good better best perspective so good would be okay this is how much money i need to make to be able to just pay for the software subscriptions and the commitments that i have that are ongoing commitments and then what are the things that I would really love to add to my business then takes you up to that better number. And then the best number is like all of the things that you would want in your business. I think a lot of times when people try and look at what their numbers are, they include everything they could possibly want. And then the number seems so large and overwhelming and so far apart from where they are right now that it has it's supposed to have this wonderful effect of like, look at everything you can manifest, but I actually find that it has a different effect a lot of times on people that they look at that number and say, well, I don't know how I would ever make that number. And so I believe in laddering, you know, ladder thoughts and ladder numbers and, you know, stair-stepping your way up. It's setting goals incrementally of like, okay, well, this is what I know that I need. I know that I need to make at least a thousand dollars a month because I need to pay, you know, $500 worth of expenses and I need to pay myself $500 a month. Okay, done. Then what's the next phase look like, right? And then what's the next phase after that look like? So that's what I think of when I think of knowing your numbers is really getting clear on, is this something that I really have to have? Is this something that would be nice to have? And is this something that I want in the future? Let me jump in before I move on to the budgeting and cash flow and just say, I love this. You're basically giving us a business version of the money mapping that I do with folks on personal finances. So the basic yeah. needs, comfortable and ultimate. And I think there's been discussions lately about well, how do I do that for my business? And I'm like, oh, I'm, you know, that's not my expertise, you know? So you can certainly do the basic comfortable and ultimate for your business too. Yeah. But 
in this moment, I'm realizing let's leave the basic, comfortable, and ultimate snapshot and numbers, you know, for your personal financial house. So you really know what that is, right? And then you do the good, better, and best for business. That's a business framework, right? Yeah, absolutely. And make sure that when you're, one of the mistakes that I see a lot of entrepreneurs making is in their good number, they're not taking into account paying themselves the level that they're at for their personal finances, right? So they're looking just at, oh, this is what my business expenses are. And it's like, no, 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 you need to be paid. The CEO in your business needs to be paid. And whether your business is, you know, generating $100 a month or $100,000 a month or $100 million a month, there is a CEO of that company and that CEO needs to be paid. So make sure that you're keeping your CEO pay into, um, make sure that you're accounting for that in your numbers when you're determining what your numbers need to be. So do you work with people on their personal finances as well to come up with their numbers and then head into the business budgeting or the tiers of the good, better and best? Or do you, yeah, say a little bit about that. Yeah, a little bit. So we, in the work that we do with our clients, if they need a little bit more support on the financial side, we can give them a little bit of advice. We do a lot of times help people to come take your course, honestly, <laughs> to really learn from the personal side, um, because there is just so much good information that's, that's in there. And the way that you speak about money is so in line with the way that we look at money, right? In so many ways. So, um, but yeah, we, we tell people to use the same good, better, best, you know, idea and framework on their personal and to sit down, you know, have a money date with their spouse or whoever else they share household finances with. And, um, you know, talk through what do these numbers look like and what are the things that we have to have versus what are the things that would be really nice to have? Because they do need to know that foundational number so that we can plug it in, right, to the work that we're doing to help them with their cash flow and all of that, right? Like it all starts, instead of looking at your business as, oh, I have all of this revenue and I'm going to pay these expenses. And then what's left is what I'm going to pay myself. Spoiler alert, there will actually never be any money left to pay yourself if you do it that way. Um, so what we like to do is start with, okay, how much money do you need to pay yourself? Because if you can't even pay for groceries for your family or your mortgage or your rent or any of those things, you're not going to be able to focus on growing a successful business and doing those things, right? It really has to start with making sure that your basic needs are met and that the commitment that you're making to the other people in your household with what you're committing to bring in financially is being met. Once you've got that covered, then you can look at growth strategies of your business. But so, sorry, that's a little bit of a tangent, but we do no. say, come to us with that foundational number of like, this is how much I need to make as the CEO. And then we add on to that. Okay. What is your good number for your business expenses? And then you add those two numbers together and that gives you what your sales goal needs to be. It's a very easy way to manufacture a sales goal that isn't like, Oh, everybody else in my mastermind said their sales goal is hundred K a year. So I'm going to pick that too. Right. Which is how a lot of people do sales goals. <laughs> They do. They want to hit a certain number that's based on what other people are talking about in the industry, yep. you know, exactly. some exactly. arbitrary number instead of, no, really what phase of life are you in? Yeah. Um, what do you need, want, where are you at? And so here's another more concrete question. So hi, Barry, I'm an experiential artist and creative entrepreneur. All of my income has been tied to the arts for many years. Over the past four months, I've been receiving phone calls and emails canceling or postponing by months to a year upcoming projects. I'm even hearing of former museum co-workers in my community of being forced into retirement, furloughed, and positions cut in half. 
I was extremely relieved to be receiving unemployment for the first time in my life, but the past couple of weeks since federal unemployment stopped, my stress and anxiety level has shot through the roof. I'm now looking at my accounts as numbers are dropping with no end in sight. I'm lucky to have a good savings cushion, but I'm noticing new avoidance habits emerging. My income is fluctuating dramatically from month to month, and I find that I don't know how to budget for times like these, especially knowing this economic downturn in the arts will continue for months or years. So I make a budget and then I ignore it. I'm just spending money from my banking account without feeling grounded. I feel as if I'm in a spending spiral in response to the anxiety of the unknown. I discussed this with my AOM accountability buddies last week, and we all agree that budgeting as creative entrepreneurs with fluctuating income is very difficult, especially in the light of COVID. So we're hoping for some suggestions of resources, interview tips um, of how to return to budgeting in times of financial hardship or fluctuation. Mm, another beautifully written question, and what a tough question. And it is something that so many people are experiencing um, unfortunately. Yeah. So I would say we want to first, again, get very clear on what the most important things are and make sure that those, make sure that there isn't, uh, I don't ever want to come at numbers from a place of lack as if like there is not enough money, but also when there is a finite amount of money, you want to make sure that you're very intentionally spending it on the places that you're deciding to spend it. A lot of us, myself included, uh, do a emotional spending and try and make ourselves feel better by spending money. And that doesn't help a situation when there's not enough money, right? When there, when there isn't enough money in the bank account to begin with, and then you feel badly about something. And so then you go and, you know, buy a couple things on Amazon and then all of a sudden there's not enough money, right? So looking at, again, really getting clear with the intentions of where you're spending your money, what are the most important things that you need? Are there any overlaps or extras? And this is perhaps the time to cut out those extras. And I think that the COVID um, has taught a lot of people like what things are truly the most important to us. And really, again, you know, using our dollars in those places that, that actually really do matter and the, and the places that they are the most important. So that's where I would start. I also will say that, yeah, the unemployment running out without a, a secondary program in place, you know, is unfortunate. I do hope that they will be uh, renegotiating something when they come back into session and that there will be further um, programs. There are a lot of other programs out there that, um, you know, the SBA has a couple of programs and perhaps this Future Heals Act will have a couple of programs. There are local grants. There's a lot of people vying for the same money. So it doesn't mean that you're able to, um, you know, maybe, you know, get it, but there are lots of other places where you can look to, to get some funds. And we've worked with a lot of our clients during this time in looking at how else they can offer, right? Like, how can you pivot? How can you, where is the opportunity, right? Asking yourself like, well, where is, where is the opportunity in this that I now have the opportunity to create something new or to do something a little bit different? Um, maybe you need to repackage your, you know, whatever your programs or your services look like before, maybe you need to repackage it into something that's a much more bite-sized piece that you could sell for a much lower dollar amount. I'm not recommending discounting. I never recommend discounting, but repackaging 
in a way that you can, you know, sell something that maybe used to be a thousand dollars. What could you sell for a hundred dollars? Don't sell the same thing that was a thousand dollars for a hundred dollars, but how could you repackage what was included in that thousand dollars for a hundred dollars so that someone could have a bite-sized way of working with you that would also bring a little bit of income in to your business as well. Um, and I had another thought. Oh, the other thing that you can look at is um, along with the intention of, you know, the spending is if you're like, are you only just making the minimum payments on anything? Is your, um, is your mortgage company offering any um, assistance? There's lots of things that you can do with the different people that you need to pay money to, to maybe restructure some of that as well, so that your monthly expenses can decrease a little bit as well. There's some forbearance programs with the student loans that are going on right now. So you don't necessarily have to pay everything. I know eventually you, you will have to pay it. So that's a kicking the can down the road, not necessarily a permanent solution, but it might help you get through a tough time so that you can, um, until you're able to perform, you know, the, if, if it's, you know, live music or whatever it is, right. That is your, your way of art. Um, so that you're able, until you're able to do that again. So in terms of budgeting and cash flow during this time, <coughs> I would still recommend the, you know, 30 to 90 day layout of the money and the timing of the money to really get clear on, sorry, I have a tickle in my throat, um, to get clear on the timing of when you need the more, you know, the timing of when you need more money in your bank account. Is it at the beginning of the month? Is it at the end of the month? And going through that process also helps you look at every single thing that you are spending your money on to make sure that it is something you want to intentionally spend your money on before you put it onto that cash flow sheet, say like, okay, is this something I want to spend $20 on? Yes. Okay. Then I'm going to put it on my cash flow sheet and I'm going to plug it in that it's going to happen on the 10th of the month. So again, with the intention setting um, of that as well. So those are great tips and strategies. Some of which I said a very similar thing when I answered it on the call. Um, so that's great for me, you know, to hear that we're, pretty much on the, we're on the same page. Yes. And I just really want to clarify here, you're, you're saying the way it was going or the way it was working, it's not the same anymore, right? right. Or I'm highlighting this and that this is normal in life, right? We know there's ebbs and flows, there's ups and downs, there's um, cash flow planned and then things happen. And so we continually need to review and adjust um, every month and ideally, you know, in a big situ situation like this every month, but also then create a new plan um, yes. and look at it both from like what money leaks you're having, um, you know, what can you stop paying um, that you're not using, what payments can you put on hold. Um, also from the income side, like how can you pivot here and where is the opportunity? Um, and then as you're saying, really look at the cash flow of when and map that out. Um, and if you've never done that before, do that. Like that will be your next, your next practice here um, in, in how to budget better, you know, and, and budget, I'm using, I guess I still use the word, you know, how to, how, yeah. to, how, to, how to map it out better. And that this is the next step to help you get a lot more clarity about what's working, what's not, when the money's coming in, when it's not. Um, and, and making all these little adjustments can help, right? It can. it can. And going through this at a time like this can also be where you can have the most breakthroughs and the most aha moments. It's very easy 
to cash flow plan and do your spending plans when there's lots of plenty, plenty, plenty of money, right? It's in the times that are a little leaner when our practices and our routines and our rituals are even more important and spending that time reflecting and really looking at your thoughts and your feelings and the energy that you're feeling when you're doing this really could give you some great breakthroughs that can have long lasting impacts, you know, far outside of this, but not releasing those. I know it doesn't feel good to look at the numbers when the numbers aren't what you want them to be, but it's actually the most important time to look at the numbers and to, to love yourself through that and help yourself really stay in that practice and do it even when you don't want to. Thank you so much for tuning in to this Money Mocha. I hope you enjoyed some inspiration along with your morning cup and that you feel empowered to write a new chapter in your relationship with money. After all, money touches everything in our lives. If you feel called to wade deeper here, pack your financial goals, soul deep aspirations, and grab your favorite person, my holistic framework blends therapeutic, body-based practices with the real-life tools you need to create healthy, sustainable change in your money life. So if you are ready to begin your money healing journey with the art of money today, you can learn more at barrytesler.com.